You 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 know I D I D in the D in the town all day. I D I D in the D in the S E A. You you know I D I D in the D in the town all day. I D I D in the D in the S E A. I have a proposed segment for you. Oh. <laughs> so I was thinking about the fact that this is episode 193. Okay. And it was making me think of 1993. Oh my God. Which is such a classic year to what me. What a year. A classic year. And it occurs to me that we're inevitably going to go through the rest of the 90s as we continue through these episodes. And I want to, at the top of each episode, yes. with no research whatsoever, talk about sports memories and maybe other memories of each of these years. Oh, wow. You're a big fan of Deadspin's Let's Remember Some Guys, uh-huh. RIP Deadspin. This is Let's Remember Some Years. Absolutely, we should. <laughs> so 1993. Wow, are we start. We need to have the beer for this all right, first. Fine. Jesus, we're gonna have Christ. to toast it. We're gonna have to toast all these. For the, for the, the, the whole for energy the of 1993. Right. Yeah, when because I, we were doing a lot of drinking when beer. I was eight. Okay, so what we're drinking here today? Before we remember some years, man, I love this segment. You knew exactly. <laughs> oh, of course I knew you. Were <laughs> You're like, I have segment. a new segment to propose to you, and I was a little nervous, but then you said it was about the 90s, and I was really excited. <laughs> <laughs> what we are drinking here today from. Our future good friends at Silver City Brewery in Silverdale, Washington. Our wish-casting good friends. Yes. Aspirational good friends. Is the Heroes for Ghosts White IPA. The favorite uh, IPA of all NFL executives. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) Heroes for Ghosts White IPA. Delightful, delicate, and refreshing. This spin on a classic Belgian-style wit beer. One could say the original hazy style mm, is enhanced I don't by think a. That was in there. No, it actually does. It says. Mm, it's implied. <laughs> is enhanced by a robust dry hopping process, offering a bright citrus character against a soft weedy texture. The hops we have in here are. I love when there's more information than you need. Liberty, Amarillo, and Cascade. There you go. Love some Cascade hops. 6.8% alcohol by volume. Let's drink some Heroes for Ghosts and talk about 1993. We also could have talked about Cube 93 in this segment. We've done we've done multiple segments on the past in Cube 93, and we will It'll continue. come up. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Yes. Yes. Can't wait. Uh, the weird thing is, even though this is by no means the most successful part of 1993, one of the first things I always think of is the Mariners because 1993 was the year it all began. Uh, something they actually touted in their commercials at the time, and it turned out to be sort of correct. Like it didn't culminate in the World Championship in the World Series championship that they were. Uh, you should tout 2002 is the year it all began. <laughs> the losing streak. <laughs> no, do not do that. Uh, that Skippy Nordquist in those commercials back in 1993, before they uh, settled on their their current style of ads that they've gone to. For the last 20 years or so, uh, they hired Lupinella. Chris Basio threw the first no-hitter in franchise history. Uh, Ken Griffey homered in eight consecutive games. Richie Amaral made his thrilli- had his thrilling rookie season that captured the hearts of many Peltons, uh, including our cousin David. Uh, he was both of our favorite player. And we started paying attention to the Mariners for the first time in our life. So a notable year in 1993, I would say. Also the new colors, that was part of the year it all began. Uh, the fact that they went to the current color scheme that they're still using to this day, some 26 years later, or 27 years later, the, the logo still holds up. 
in our hearts, this was a Mariners. This was the Mariners' year in 1993. It's the first year that I remember being a person. As as a year, where I was like, it's 1993. So 1993 also considered to be like one of the greatest years in rap music ever. Yes. Um, you have Enter the Woo, 36 Chambers in 1993. Like this, this Which was we were the, not listening to whatsoever in 1993. Oh, we were somewhat aware that Wu-Tang Clan was nothing to fuck with at the very least. Agreed. We have Doggy Style by Snoop Dogg. It's like this year, everything culminated, right? Of like, you know, when you, you flip to a new decade, you have a couple of years. We're in it right now. We're still in basically the 2010s or whatever. We, we don't know what to make of the, tw- the roaring 20s. You, you have a couple of years where it's still like a holdover from the previous decade. And then like three years in, you're like, I, I have no recollection of 2013 whatsoever. <laughs> but I do remember 2003 well. But it's just like this moment where it was like, oh, it's the 90s now. Like the 90s broke through in 1993. Do you agree with that perspective? Not at all. But <clears throat> 1993 was still a, a symbolically important year. Right? Like, I, I just, I feel like, especially it's not the with, first year I remember being as a person, but it's like a defining year. Like, to me, modern life started for me in 1993. Absolutely. Which now is so long ago. What year did Fresh Prince of Bel Air debut? I don't know. It could have been around that time. That would be, that would be a reasonable time for it to, be, to uh, debut. Maybe a little earlier. 1990. Okay. Wow. But I feel like a lot of the, like, 90s things were really hitting in 1993, right? Like, like Fresh Prince was, like, a huge show in 93. Seinfeld was huge around this time period, right? Like, all of these things that we cared about culturally were, like, 1993 was the first year where they were big things, right? I don't know about the first year necessarily, but yes, again. I, I mean, I have no recollection of 92, like, and it was also, like, Sonics had a massive year in 1993, right? It was, it was the first time, or what year do you consider 1993 for the Sonics? Well, <laughs> I consider it the whole thing, but if you say the 1993. We, we're talking about the playoff series that they lost to the Suns in Game 7. Correct. They reached the Western Conference Finals. George Carl's first full season as coach uh, and won 57 games and had the second best record in the Western Conference that year. It's the same thing where it's, it's like... To that. A toast that was the 90 Sonics. Listen, I mean, you could say that when George Carl took over in '92, that was the start of the 90 Sonics, but that was when they really came into their own. Like, a lot happened. And was this Rick Myers rookie year? Or was that later? It was Rick Myers. Like, I'm sure. Rookie year. So many things happened in mm-hmm. Seattle. A lot of shit was the happening. Year it all began. Right? Like, the Sonics were, they were just about to start their 90s peak. The Mariners were just about to start their 90s peak. I mean, things all sort of, like, came to a head, I would say, in the mid-90s, like, 95, and we'll talk about that in two episodes. Exactly. (laughs) But that was the year where it was, like, 95, 96, where I was, like, I felt like a fully grown adult. (laughs) You know what I mean? At age 10. Oh, no, 95, 96, at age 10. I was what was going on in, like, society and culture a little bit more. In 95, 96, like we have this, these are the Clinton years have just started in the country. Like, I just feel like things were really popping in the United States in 1993. A transition period in Seattle sports because you had Don James resigning as UW head coach. By the way, one of the key things is no research whatsoever allowed ahead of time in this. That's part of the, oh, yeah. that's part of the game. Uh, 
Don James resigning as Husky head coach and kind of the end of them being the biggest thing in Seattle sports, even though they were still a very good team throughout most of the 1990s. And, you know, kind of the pro sports starting to take over with the Sonics first and then later the Mariners. And then not really the Seahawks. Yeah. But the Seahawks were still like an important team that year. Like Rick Meyer was, I remember Rick Meyer being a cultural phenomenon for that one season. Uh, our mom bought us a Rick Meyer jersey at some point around this and then like refused to let anyone wear it because it was going to be a collector's item in yes. her mind. One of the many things that our mom thought was going to be a collector's item that none of them have. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, wouldn't you like to have that Rick Meyer jersey? Actually, yeah. Now so, it would be a really amazing jersey. I, I hadn't, yeah, it's come full circle. It was just, it was a great year. Like we weren't quite at the, I feel like the, like what we think of as like the, like the nineties heyday, right? The like mid nineties, like where we were going to wild waves all the time and stuff. All of it was just starting to happen. Right. Like we just started, I think about Luca, like he's basically the same age. He's seven, right? He's turning eight in May. Like he's going to be eight this year. And for him, he's like just starting to be aware of like what's going on in society at large. You know what I mean? He still mispronounces the baby's name, but like <laughs> he's aware of his existence. And as I mentioned, I think perhaps before on this podcast, one of his favorite songs for a while there last summer, 93 till infinity, 93 till infinity. Yeah. So that's that's what we're about is ninety three souls of mischief. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at (laughs) from the fine people at hiphopgoldenage.com the top forty hip hop songs of nineteen ninety three. Number one is Casuals Everything Around Me. Number maybe we could do this per year. God, I hope they have this for every year from the fine people at hiphopgoldenage.com. Number two is ninety three till infinity by Souls of Mischief. There you go. Electric relaxation by Tribe Called Quest. We'll do the top five. Gin and juice, which like. Luca's aware as a seven-year-old in 2020, which, by the way, can't believe that's the year, in 2020 of this, I mean, both Cream and Gin and Juice, and clearly 93 till infinity. Yeah. I mean, Gin and Juice is probably like the number one song that they were playing constantly on Cube. What was number five in the list? Sound of the Police by KRS-One. Hmm. This was it. This was where every, everything came together. In 1993, we had the sort of like old school, like sort of like lyric head hip hop, but then mainstream rap was starting to become a thing in a massive way. It was like, this is where rap music became the cl- I mean, 92 is really where it, I think it was a more formative year with the chronic. Oh yeah, 93, 92 tipped the scales, but 93 made it real. Okay. So... God, 1993. Great time. The, the King Griffey Jr. home run streak was like... Well, also, that that's the MLB season that is immortalized in Griffey baseball. Right? That's what I was going to say. That is King Griffey baseball. It's so, 1993. Literally, for the rest of time, people will be playing the 1993 baseball season. Baseball's <laughs> never been so good. <sighs> well, I look forward to next week when we talk about 1994. I have like so little recollections of some of the later years. Like, 99... I'm looking forward to it. You'll come up with some stuff. You'll remember more than me.